Namaste. I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in beautiful San Diego. Thank you so much for subscribing to this channel. Please make sure that you like the video you've just watched and consider making a contribution on our app or on our website. It's really easy to do. And thank you in advance for that support. It does make a difference. Some of you know that I have an interest in, in gardening and that interest continues to, to grow in planting seeds and learning how to transplant them out and, and taking them through a process of hardening once they're a certain size and age, you put them outside for a while and get them used to the, the temperature changes and so forth. But no matter what, those little baby shoots are always reaching for the light, reaching for the light. I believe that Jesus, and I believe really that every true spiritual teacher shares a very similar message and a very similar desire, and that that message, that desire is to help each of us to come out of whatever darkness we might feel within us and to reach for and to move for the light, to reach past whatever boundaries, whatever burdens, whatever stones are in front of our tomb of consciousness. You know, one of the symbols in the Easter story is that when the women went to where Jesus was buried, they couldn't roll away the stone. It was so heavy. It's a part of the Easter story that, that's always touched me, and sometimes more so than others when I've been in a place where in my life, either personally or professionally, where I felt like there was this massive stone that was just keeping me from being who and what I wanted to be or, or, or live the kind of life that I wanted to live. And yet, in the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of all true masters, there is this idea that there is that in us that is greater and stronger than anything like a, a blockage, than anything standing in our, in our way, that we really can break free to a new life. And we do that reaching toward the light. Sometimes we need others around us to remind us of that light and to encourage us to have more faith in that light than in whatever seems to be blocking it. David Felton, a Methodist minister, a contemporary theologian, has suggested that Easter is an invitation to each of us to roll away the stones, to become, to become unentombed unentombed. He writes, the reality of the human condition leaves many entombed by their attitudes, circumstances, or life choices. Metaphorical rocks are everywhere. The rock of disappointment, of insecurity, of poverty, or of guilt. We're often sealed in by the rocks of arrogance, confusion, addiction, or indifference. He goes on to say, our eyes adjust to the darkness of the tombs we choose. Think about that for a moment. 
our eyes adjust to the darkness of the tombs we choose. I don't know whether we always choose the tomb that we're in. Sometimes it feels as if life has conspired and we're circumstantially and situationally in, in a tomb. But the challenge or the problem is sometimes, and I agree with him what, with what he's saying here, is it's as if our eyes adjust to that darkness and we believe in the darkness more than we believe in what's on the other side and what I think really is on the other side for each and every one of us is the light that's calling us forward. Longtime member of our church and friend, David Newbolt, sent me a writing some time ago, and I thought it was a perfect writing for Easter. It's the idea of being broken open. We don't usually associate breaking with something good, do we? We don't usually associate that with something good. Back to my garden for a moment. I was like, looking at my seedlings the other day. Some of them weren't doing so good, but I still kept watering the areas where nothing was popping through the soil. Talk about faith, right? And all of a sudden, I saw a butternut squash seed, a really latent one that was taking a long time to pop through. All the other ones were ready to go out into the garden, and it's bursting forth. But it was because it was breaking through the soil, maybe in my ignorance, I'd put it down too far. And it had gotten used to being down so far, but there was enough life in it to push through. What a powerful metaphor for us. No matter what you might be going through, maybe you're in the best time of your life right now, and that's always my hope for, for you and for me. But if you're not, can you choose to believe that there's still that force of life in you that is strong enough, that is going to break through? To me, that's really the Easter message. It's not about a resuscitated body. I don't believe in that. But it is about breaking through it. It is about breaking out of that tomb. It is about the lure of the light. This is a piece that my friend David sent to me. It's written by Vance Havner. He was a revivalist. I don't usually quote revivalists. But I like this. God uses broken things. It takes broken soil to produce a crop, broken clouds to give rain, broken grain to give bread, broken bread to give strength. It's a broken alabaster box that gives forth its perfume. God uses broken things. Maybe there's something in our life that's really trying to be broken open. Doesn't necessarily feel good, but if we can hold in our mind that in that breaking open, something really good wants to burst forth, then I think we won't give up. We'll stay strong. We'll reach for the light of a new life. And I think in Jesus' teachings, we have that. Not necessarily in Pauline doctrine, not necessarily in what I call churchianity. I don't think we have a whole lot to hold on to in churchianity, but ritual and tradition and dogma and creed that often divides us and leaves many people feeling empty, guilty, ashamed, or ostracized. But in Jesus, I have to be careful how I say that. I might sound like a preacher, and I hate that word. 
But it, I really do. But in this man, Jesus, the way he lived his life, who he lived his life for, how he lived his life is a powerful inspiration. It is a way of life that can work for every one of us, whether we call ourselves Christian, whether we believe in a God or not. We can believe in a philosopher. We can believe in a teacher. We can believe in practical ideas that help us to be better people. I don't believe anybody comes into life hoping to be a bad person. I believe everyone comes into life, first of all, in original blessing, not in original sin, and that everyone has at the very core of their being a desire to be the best version of themselves that they possibly can be. And I think most of us need some help along the way. We need some guideposts or some teachers to kind of point the way to us. And I think Jesus is one that can work for many of us if we get rid of the religion about him and just remember the kinds of things he talked about. I mean, if we just took his simple, simple to read, not necessarily simple to live, teachings in the Sermon on the Mount, we could transform our life, our communities, our families, our world in the Beatitudes. He tells us a lot that life is about a way of being in the world. He often ostracized, he often criticized the religious leaders of his day because they, in his mind, didn't get what really mattered. They were more concerned with the outer than with the inner. The church seems to say that what we need to do is put this man, Jesus, on a pedestal and worship him. And yet, if we really pay attention to the core message of his teaching, that's not what he asked for. He asked us to live our life in a certain way from the inside out. He asked us to care about the marginalized. He asked us to believe that there was something in each of us greater than anything before us. He asked us to believe in a God for all of us. He didn't say, worship me. He said, follow me. And I think what he meant by that was, follow in my way, follow in my teachings. There's a wide gap between what I think Jesus would want and what the church wants. The church has tended to want and to use control and manipulation and fear to get people to act a certain way, to put this man on a pedestal and somehow say that by putting him there and worshiping him, you earn a right and a place in heaven. I think if he came back, he'd be pretty <laughs> not happy. I'm glad you filled in the blank with what I was thinking. I don't think he would be happy. I think he would be saying to us, who are you caring for and about? Are you living your life for more than just yourself? Take care of yourself, yes. But are you living your life for more than just yourself? Who are the people you know in the world 
that need you to be a voice for them? What are you doing to make the world a better place? How are you living? What do you contribute to? Do you get out there and be the change, this is Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world? And so his invitation is a big invitation. I mean, if we really took what he said in the Sermon on the Mount, we really took the Beatitudes to heart, if we really took how he contrasted the Old Testament to the New Testament with simple things. You've heard in the Old Testament about an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. I say, don't even be angry. Don't even be angry. For in so many ways, he was going deeper and deeper and deeper and saying, live from the inside out, care about each other, and believe in yourself. He said, know ye not that ye are gods. Believe in me, but also believe in yourself. That's a pretty tall order, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? But it's the way that we change the world. So we reach for the light. We take a teaching or two from this teacher and way shower, and we say, how do I use this in my day-to-day -day life to be a better person, to be more loving, to be more patient, to be more inclusive? Where do I need to clean up some of the messes that I've made, maybe relationally or otherwise? so that I can break free from whatever tomb of limitation I've been in, so I can be a transforming agent in the world. I want to close with just a couple of thoughts. I want to close with the thought that it is really not about worship, but it is about worth-ship. Worth-ship. That's what I think Jesus was about. Worth-ship. Remember he said, you are the what of the world? You are the light of the world. Did he say, but you know, just kind of tone it down. <laughs> put it back here. You know, if, if, people don't, if people don't want you to shine, it's too bright, so just put it back. No, he said, you are the light of the world, right? And then he said, don't hide it. Take it out for all the world to see. So the things that I have done... Greater things than these have you done. I challenged a fundamentalist minister once with that. We got into quite a discussion. I said, what do you do with the fact that he said, greater things than these shall you do? And the minister said to me, I just wish he hadn't said that. <laughs> but he did say it, or at least we're, it's suggested that he said it. The Gospels say he said it. You know, the things that I have done, greater things than these have you Greater things than these shall you do. So I want you to bring it back for a moment as I get ready to close. And just take a look at where in your life you feel stuck, if you feel stuck. Because that's kind of like being in the tomb, right? Kind of being stuck. Can you believe, do you believe, that even if you feel stuck, there's something inside of you that's stronger than that? Do you believe that? If anybody doesn't, come see me after service. No, I mean it. Or come see a prayer partner. Because what I know is sometimes we forget. I know there are times I've forgotten. But in those times, there have been people who have reminded me. People who have said to me, if you doubt right now, do you believe that I have faith in you? And I say, well, yes. 
You say, then ride on my faith, then hold on my faith. That, to me, is what spiritual community is about. That's why Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. He didn't just send them out all by themselves. We need each other in the best sense of that word. And when we support each other, we not only change our lives, reaching for the light to a new life, but we also are an instrument for change on our planet. Do you think our planet needs some change and help? I leave it with that. God bless you. Happy Easter. Thank you.